0: Hey everyone, welcome to Mark and Cars Porsche Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things Porsche. If you love air cooled, water cooled, mid engine, rear engine, front engine, there'll be something here for you. But most importantly, we're going to talk to the people who are passionate about our favourite brand. I'm your host, Mark, from the YouTube channel Mark and Cars. Thanks for taking the time to listen, watch, what, however you're taking this podcast in. And if you've got any input, ideas, contributions, future episode stuff, or even the so-called truth that we talk about that you want to correct, please put it in the comments below of the YouTube video, or even just send me an email. I'm available on most social media as Mark and Cars. Just want to have a special thank you to today's channel sponsor, Rec Watches. I'm wearing a 901 here. It is a watch made from incredibly lovely componentry automatic and it has parts of a recycled 911 in it rec watches if you're a car enthusiast you need to own one check me out at recwatches.com anyway today's guest is michael broughton if you're a youtube subscriber you would have seen him in previous episodes of my videos he has a couple of exciting porsches and we're going to talk about his time in those porsches Michael, thanks very much for joining us today.
1: Pleasure, Mark. Good to talk to you.
0: No worries. Um, Just before we start on our discussion today, Mount Monster, thanks for the sponsorship, Shiraz, (laughs) Limestone coast, South Australia, it's a cracker. And we've got Lexi here, the (laughs) ankle biter from my video. You'll know what I mean if you've watched it. (laughs) So, Michael, tell us about your cars. For those that haven't watched the videos,
1: all right, Mark. Yeah, it's hard to start, really. I mean, the 356 is the obvious one, which I've had for 31 years. Uh, bought that, it was red, underneath that was green, underneath that was ivory. And uh, in my blissful ignorance, I had no idea what I was buying, and I sent it up to Queensland to get some panel beating, and he rang me with the bad news that, he said, in his words, it's a pig. And Wait, be- be- wait, wait, I was gonna interrupt. <laughs> up to Queensland, where were you living at the time? I was living here.
0: You sent yeah, that it to Queensland, that'll be happy to
1: work on it full time. And also the engine guru was up there as well. Ah, Okay, sure. So it made sense to get the engine. Whereabouts in Queensland was this? Uh Metro. Yeah. Brisbane Metro.
0: Brisbane Metro. Okay, for international listeners and viewers. It's like six thousand kilometres away, <laughs> or what's that? Thirty seven hundred miles or something? <laughs> That's
1: right. A long <laughs> so, way. It is a long way. <laughs> so yeah so the panel beater rang me with the the bad news that uh he called it a pig and he said i said why is that he said well it's an english delivered car but unfortunately it's got chicken wire and it's got bog and uh and that's not the original color he said you bought a red underneath that was green underneath that was light ivory the original color so i thought what am i going to do and uh so we immediately this was we're talking 911s and 356s, they finished, or one started in 65, so we went to America and found another body, because they were buying 911s in that same year. They didn't want 356s. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we shipped the whole body back, put it on the rotisserie, used all the matching numbers and everything from my original car.
0: So just at,
1: we're talking 1990, is that when we're talking? We're talking here? 1990, Yeah, yeah sure, yes. sure, just yes. as a reference yeah, point. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cars were... A lot of uh, 356s and 911s were imported from the States back then too, from my would. own experience. And everyone
1: and wanted to convert them from left to right. Left to right, that yes, that's right,
0: yeah. So a, a pretty affordable option, really.
1: Yes, yes. So uh, then I, they rang me with a second dilemma and they said, well, it's not the original engine, it's an A-series engine. So I thought, what am I going to do? So we went back to America and we got an engine within 200 number, but in part number of my original engine. So, no okay, so that that just, let, just so I'm clear here,
0: new body, new motor. Yep. What was brought across? Just the... We brought the whole body over? No, no, no. What uh, was left from the original car? Just suspension uh, components
1: well, or what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, everything was there with the exception yeah, okay. of a body that needed repairing badly. Yeah, okay. So it was a project. And at the time, I just started a new business. I had no money. In fact, I think I just got married, too. <laughs> so. <laughs> so there was a bit of pressure on me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, anyway, so we plotted on. So I had this guy doing the motor that we got back over and uh, little bits and pieces. And eventually, you know, the heyday, I went over to Queensland and picked it up. So it was very Did exciting. you truck it
0: back or drive it back?
1: Uh trucked it back. Yeah. So you went over there, drove it a little bit. When I drove it a little bit. Had a big smile. Had a big smile and thought, Oh, what a wonderful car.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And I seem to
1: recall he, he offered me a Carrera too for sixty thousand dollars at the time. Three five six Carrera. Three two? five six Carrera too, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll
1: come back I'll come back to you on that point yeah. shortly, okay. I thought it wouldn't be as practical as mine. So uh, so that was it, Mark came back. And played around with it for a little while, and then started to get interested in doing some competitive stuff. Sure. And one thing led to another. I joined the Vintage Sporting Car Club, where I do mainly my older stuff around the houses. Yep. And, yep. and it's had three three shots at Phillip Island, a couple in Adelaide motorsport events, and um, yeah, it's just been a true friend really all those years. Fantastic. For
0: listeners who are unfamiliar with the West Australian motorsport scene. We've got quite a long history of historic-style racing. Michael mentioned around the houses. There are regional country towns outside of Perth. WA is a big place. And some are very famous for it. But what they particularly do is have a regularity-style event that is literally around the houses in the town. And that's a type of driving you're that's talking exactly about here. Yeah. And historically, it's been such a great experience over the last 30-odd years here in WA for enthusiasts of classic cars to enjoy
1: seeing them used in their natural habitat, really. We're the only state in Australia that does it now. Is that right? Yeah, cams have closed down most of them okay, um, for safety issues, but we do one at Northern, one at Albany. I'm sure the population has something to do with it too possibly, over the, the East. Possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's delightful. I mean, you, you call it regularity, you nominate a time, and in theory, if you are most consistent with that time, you win. But... Generally, you're trying to have a go as fast lap as you can, aren't without you? Without being silly. I yeah, mean, yeah, sure. We've got a gentleman's agreement with all those people with cars that are worth a reasonable amount of money. We're not going to be banging fenders to the first corner and things like that. Sure, sure. So it's yep. to have. Yeah, that good image here. Of Collisions.
0: And um, you mentioned the car's original colour is light ivory. That's uh, pretty similar to the colour the car is now.
1: That's the light ivory. It yes. is, yeah, okay, yeah. great. I matched it to the original
0: colour. And I've. I'll link in the video below the previous time we looked over Michael's cars on my YouTube channel and um that car's got European heating
1: yes and it's got the external fuel filler tank which I think was the US model yeah so I don't have to lift the bonnet to fill the tank
0: your car's right-hand drive isn't it
1: yes it is but okay. I'm not sure what part we use. I oh, wonder if they've reduced
0: the tank size to do something well, with got the steering big, column.
1: I'd be big pretty curious. a fifty odd litre tank. In there. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all all under the trunk. It's We're gonna have a closer look. Tank. We're gonna have a closer look at
0: that in a future video, I think, <laughs> just because yeah. of my experience yeah. and limited knowledge on three five sixes. But basically, to give you guys an understanding, 356s here in Australia, towards the end of production, there, which Michael's car falls into, we. Um, the right-hand drive cars, they kept the fuel filler inside, under the hood, which yes. they had on the Bs, for the Cs, because the steering column and everything got in the way of where the fuel tank sits on the left-hand drive cars, rather than move the fuel filler on the other side. So, yeah, I'd be pretty fascinated to have a look under there, mm. and we should have a
1: close look and see what they've done there. Absolutely, we should fascinated. Be. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And um, you've also got a water-cooled car.
1: I have, and I look for a long while, Mark, on what to get. And I really wanted something with the performance. So I got a GD3 and I got a Generation 2 996. So it's a Mesger engine. It's 381 brake horsepower and it's a narrow body and it just has the limited slip diff, ABS, that's it. So it's down to me to track that and track it safely. So I th- yeah, I think very the, challenging. I think the
0: uh, that Generation 2 996, which is essentially, you, you mentioned narrow body, of the gt3s it's probably one of the prettiest because it's still a normal size car you know it's a i li- think so like mm. when you drive that car on the road i've got, had a little bit of experience in driving Carrera s's and yes. later model gt3s yes. i'm quite fortunate mm. um not a lot of room to move within the lane while no, you're out doing some spirited think. driving in the country yeah. whereas those narrow body cars definitely make a difference yes. which you would
1: obviously yeah. know in your 356 because yeah. you you can just about create a whole lane with your 356, how little it is, can't you, compared to... And it's just such a basic motor car. When you turn the, the key, you've got all these cacophony of noises, you know, titanium rods. I mean, it's, it's got a GT1 gearbox and linkages. It was, it's got the four-valve head. So technologically, it's, it's quite advanced from an air-cord. And we'll always have people that say, I want an air-cord versus that. But they had to go that way for emissions and obviously for more power, four-valve head. And uh, quite a big difference from Gen One to Gen Two in that model, lightened all the top head end, a lot more power, um, wider wheels but lighter. So yeah, it's it's just a fabulous car and and it's never let me down and uh, it does a bit of track work.
0: Yeah, sure. Has it been painted recently?
1: Uh, I did have a little biff. A little oh, did slight you? Biff oh, okay. I did. I, was, I wasn't aware of that. I yeah. just sort of heard a rumour no, that yeah, it uh, had, had a touch-up recently. Yeah, n- nothing. Um, oh, that was quite a while ago. Uh, I've just had the wheels redone. Okay. Now, look, resplendent, the, the original wheels. <laughs> and obviously, I've got track tyres. So yeah, sure, because sure. Because you get chips, as you know, on the track, you know. What What rubber do you use on the car? I use uh, AO50s, the yeah, nice track one. rubber, and mm-hmm. I use the AO8s, new overs, I think they call them, which are a... Great combination of track and road. Are you uh, fully sponsored by Yokohama? Uh, no, unfortunately not. You know Yokohama, if you're
0: listening, <laughs> Michael's <laughs> interested. Right. Okay, give me a call. <laughs> yeah, send me a couple <laughs> of pallets <laughs> of tyres if you got a chance. I'm <laughs> open for negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about on the 356? You,
1: you know, that's obviously had a lot of track time over the years. A lot right? of track time. I run Hoosiers on that. Do you? Because they were the only one that, from memory all, all those years back, that I could get with the right, correct profile. Sure. So it's probably more in very strict meetings that you have to have that profile. But is, that,
0: is that an issue so much these days for the type of driving you're doing on the car?
1: Limp, not really. No. No. Because I've, I've got a set of wheels with
0: um, the ao Os. Oh, for my you. three five six, yeah, that's right. So, okay. in, in all reality, it's You're the car's have... rubbered.
1: Yeah, would be the best
0: way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, the, the, it's too sticky for that chassis You're power combination, right?
1: right. Uh, and I find the Hoosiers are pretty good.
0: Yeah, and um, I've also got a. S- I've got three sets of wheels. <laughs> the um, I've got a set of uh, Coop. No, Maxis. Maxis? Yeah. Tires. Japanese tire. Yeah, one eight five. It might be Chinese.
1: Okay. A, a track tyre.
0: Yeah. No, 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 it's a, it's a street tyre. Okay. Yeah. And um, they're only 185 wide on five and a half inch rims. You got yeah. five and halves on your 356? Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're, probab- they're probably the most, they're a good comfort balance, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've also got those 17 inch wheels that are very polarising out on any time yeah. my car's posted on they Instagram okay or YouTube. seventeen. I love them, right? Mm. Mate, look, in all reality, I love them because I've got their uh, smoothie rims with a, um, a billet centre that's highly polished in alloy. Okay. I've got chrome um. wheel trims with that polished <laughs> set. So it's, it looks Hollywood, you know, yeah. but um, yeah. it's not everyone's taste. But what I really like about the 17s, as an aesthetic, oh, look, firstly, they weigh a ton. They, yes. they would have to be double the weight of the wow. steel rim, right? They're wow. heavy wheels. yes. Um, but as a street cruising wheel, the I love how the whole tire itself and rim vanishes into the rear guard. Nice. You know when you yes. when you lower your yes. car a little bit and you got the camber that goes yes. with a swing axle. I really like that look on three five six five sixes. That yeah. hot roddy style yeah. look, you know. But each their own. Whatever.
1: Well, are. no, you're yeah. right, Mark. I mean, when I originally was talking about removing the bumpers, and a good friend of mine who does my panel work. And I said, look, we'll put grommets in where the bumpers were. He said, no, we won't, Michael. You're going to fill them? I'll metal fill them. He said, your bumpers are upstairs stored safely with all your other original bits. Well, there's about 25 kilos at least, isn't there? Well, that's right, and a racing seat even. But the best thing ever, of course, is doing track work to have a race seat because you don't realise how, yeah, how you much fly you're moving around. The, yeah, sure. The car,
0: yeah. I so, know, Look, I've, I've got traditional coupe seats, right? Yes, so I know even just yeah.
1: spirited road driving. Yeah, you put a lot of energy into just sitting still. Sitting, I used to have the six-point harness on. I could barely breathe, you yeah. know, just to try to keep me <laughs> in and locate it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the racing seat in there all the time now. All the time.
0: You got two seats?
1: No, just just mine. I've got the six-point harness for both sides if I have a navigator, but... Yeah, sure. Yeah. And is the, um,
0: does the 356 get used for any um, events that need navigators these days?
1: I t- well, the, having said that, the Adelaide Motorsport event, I had sure. a, I'm an Adelaide boy, so I had one mate first time, second mate next time, and that was wonderful yeah good one and on. uh, you know mount lofty and chain sure. of Ponds, just mm-hmm. wonderful roads all the stuff that amazing the, the cycling routes you yeah know, that's right just fabulous
0: the reason michael brought up cycling routes is <laughs> i've used to race bicycles a lot and i go over to adelaide quite a bit for the tour down under which is a cycling event and oh. i know the adelaide hills very well and been fortunate enough to drive some amazing porsches in those hills you know sure. and uh Look forward to doing it again in the future if we are ever open to South Australia again. Would be nice.
1: <laughs> Would be nice. It
0: Bring feels, the bike. It, it feels like the, uh, <laughs> the travelling has just been completely destroyed us lately. Wouldn't you agree?
1: It just, well I mentioned before, I'm booked to go to Bathurst in November, you know. We're gonna do three, uh, four 20-minute laps, um, hot laps around Bathurst. But we booked the previous year and it got cancelled. Which car? Gt three of course yeah, sure. yeah long legs mm-hmm. so uh, yeah we've got six cars we ship them over and ship sure. them back yeah look I... so that will be an absolute highlight.
0: I got the email last week. I'm fortunate enough to um, be an FIA press person, oh, so I um, yeah. got the notification that Australia F one was cancelled, and I already had all the tickets and everything booked Uh-oh. as I did last time it was on right. Uh-oh. Sad. The, um, however, we'll, I'm from that part of Australia originally, so we'll still go over family and definitely. have a weekend away yeah, and definitely. catch up with family, that yeah. type of thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a, um, but, yeah, with this podcasting, Melbourne really is the Porsche centre of Australia. Oh, it's course. like the Los Angeles of yes. Australia would be the best yes. way to describe it for yeah, the Porsche definitely. scene. And um, so with the podcasting, I've had a lot of, met a lot of people you know, and through social media, et cetera. Mm. And had the, I'm in the fortunate position where I'll catch up with quite a few of them when I go over for that four
1: that or was. five days yeah. over when
0: the F1 was supposed to be on that weekend, I think 20th, 21st of November type thing. Okay. Yep. So yeah, sadly won't be getting there for the formula one, but that's what it is, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised yes, I canceled either. it so early though.
1: Yes. Uh beyond second guessing Mark all this stuff
0: quite fascinatingly the um, Carrera Cup is on in a few weeks here over in WA it'll be interesting to see if any of the Melbourne based teams will come which is the yeah. core of the Carrera Cup I let's face I've
1: it I got an invite to that one the Carrera Cup yeah, yeah so you held right at Wanneroo there
0: so mm. yeah, I don't know I'm planning on doing some uh, video and work and promotional work with one of the Melbourne based teams and they're still undecided as to whether they're coming over.
1: Oh, pity. Yeah. Because we've got a couple of the love boys, of course, here um, that are doing extremely well, so hopefully they get over.
0: Tell you what, hard way to earn your stripes as a racing oh, car driver, I, I isn't it? I think so. <laughs> I think so. If, um, if Courtney, who is listening to this, I interviewed her on one of my f- very first podcasts. She's a uh, young lady in Melbourne who's racing career Cup. Fabulous. And, um, Nineteen years old, wow. going very well, and you know, consistently running top five. So great, g- great to see for a motor racing career. But the challenge yeah. is real for funding of that. Yeah, of course. Outcome, you when know, they can just
1: shut it down,
0: or know, not just that, just notice. finding sponsors yeah. in general that yeah. want to
1: be very brave, wouldn't you, under with the uncertainty?
0: I, I, I really love the idea of the women becoming a normal part of competitive motorsport. Yes. I just don't understand why either, A, the opportunities haven't been presented. So mm. I, I refuse to believe there is a physical natural ability difference. No. I can't believe that that's no. the case.
1: And uh, they've got a weight advantage in the main. Generally, and, and that's I agree. Some, some fabulous women from the past. Of course, They're doing you know, everything from Indianapolis to you name it, all these women World Rally artists.
0: Championship, the whole yeah. thing. You know, yeah, for sure. I find it fascinating that there hasn't been more prominent women in, yeah, you know, top level motorsport. Yeah, not to diminish any that have achieved those outcomes. Don't get me wrong, but the um, I just find it fascinating that you know that we haven't had the real competitive
1: they haven't obviously been groomed at that younger age which is what they need to do to get to that level yeah
0: but, but uh, you'd think with the evolution of what we've got going on it has to happen yeah you know there has to be a mm. formula one competitive
1: yeah, female and, driver yeah exactly and, and certainly doesn't need to be a separate class I mean if, if that's the pinnacle in your mind you know what I mean yeah because look let's face it at the moment
0: F1 is the pinnacle of motorsport. Of course it is. You know, 20, mm. 30 years ago, it might have been WRC. Mm. At times, it's been World Endurance. Mm. But, yeah, just in the last, mm. my generation, we haven't had them.
1: Mm. Well, digressing slowly, i do a bit of boxing, Mark, and uh, my coach said to me, often women are very good at boxing because they listen and they actually how, embrace how the I, technique. Stop, just <laughs> on, interrupt here. Where,
0: where's he found those ones? <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, ladies. Yeah, Just joking. Right. Yeah. Your wife's not listening, of yeah. course. I was <laughs> <laughs> no fear of that.
1: <laughs>
0: no, but in so, all reality, yeah. I get what you
1: say. Uh, they they listen and learn and try and enact, rather than go gung ho and yeah, yeah. swing the like like door at midnight. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure,
0: sure. <laughs> um, if we can sort of come back to your three-five-six, sure. bit. Thirty years is a long time to have that car.
1: It is. Do you think it's going to go When you go Is it going well, to stay In the family Probably not Because my son has never really As so many Of your children Often have They have a different Desire for different cars Sure You know Aiden. Aiden loves my Mercedes The little hot Merc Still got it Still got it. That's my day car, really. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. Um, but the 356, I mean, he looks at the G3 and says, oh, that's a pretty cool car, Dad. But Yeah, yeah. what's yeah, that old thing doing in there? Yeah, that's right. It stinks. So the 356 <laughs> would just be there forever, really, Mark. I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, I, somebody said, you want to sell? I said, no, I don't. I, and we're not even talking money. I don't want but, to sell it. Yeah, money. but why would you? Why you know? would I? What am I going to do? Put some money in a bank and, and look at it? I mean... I had a similar offer not a long time ago, and yes. I thought, seriously, what? Can you replace it with
0: anything? It, exactly. Like, yeah. well, uh, Let's say I get X dollars for it. Yes. Whatever that X is for yeah. anyone at any moment yeah. in time, right? The money will get, look, I don't like this term, but frittered away- It will go somewhere. Off a mortgage or to school yeah. fees or to whatever it is that is important in your life at that moment in time, exactly. right? Exactly. In 10 years, told me you think, jeez, I love that 356, I wouldn't want another one.
1: Mm. You're not going to get the same emotional attachment to the no. next one. No, no. Well, I'd, I wouldn't. No. You know? And I've made so many contacts through having that 356, and a friend of mine had one, I met him, he was a real estate agent, upsetting selling me my business property. I mean, you just look at all these scenarios that all come back from owning my 356, so... It's been it's been wonderful.
0: And you know yourself from owning the GT3, right? Amazing motor car, GT3. Every metric by which you can measure a motor car at that moment in time that those cars were released, they are the pinnacle of driving experience, right? Great. It's no three, five, six. So when you turn up anywhere for any generation, any time, you get four-year-olds looking at it going, "Ooh." Yes. You get women yeah. going, "Ooh." Yeah. You get. It's a timeless design, it is. you know, and just, the difference is just absolutely amazing with how and without it's reacted to
1: Mark. I mean, that's the amazing thing, isn't it? They got yeah, the design I, so right, so early. I mean, look, because they came in like the Porsche
0: concept with the KDF wagon or the Beetle. Okay, mm-hmm. in the early days, we've got to make it light we've got to make it cheap, so it's got to be low power, you yes. know, so construction's got to be cheap and functional, etc. How do we make it on these new auto barns at Hitler's building right now, do 100 kilometres an hour? All the logic had to be there, you know, yes. like the Porsche family and their engineers, they yes. employed, yes. like Erwin Commender, et cetera. Mm. The guys weren't idiots, you know, they and knew they... The they had to motor, work. I mean, yeah. how
1: brilliant was that? I mean,
0: timeless. Yeah. low, yeah, Subaru is like pretty happy to use them.
1: You know, well so, and truly. Yeah, so. Very well with and that's them. not
0: going to change any time in the near future that you can no, see.
1: No, they get incredible mileage in terms of overall length of service here. Yeah, they're fabulous. Yeah,
0: mm. and so as a result, I'm not overly surprised by the aerodynamic development purely because of the necessity mm. to deliver the outcomes. Yes. You know, and. You know whether you're an engineer or a nature person or whatever i'd say they just had to look at nature to say what flies through the air really quickly with little energy what's slippery yeah mm. and you're right about that really had to be the early days of aerodynamics mm. and I, I read a really interesting book by carl Ludvigson, who's written a lot of famous Porsche books. Okay. A lot of books about Porsche family. He wrote that um, Excellence Was Expected book, you know, by the, um, um, about the Porsche history. And also, he, I read a book of his about the battle for the Beetle post-World War II. And his interviewing of various members of the Porsche and Pike family The what's very fascinating is the insight they actually had to what they were developing. They knew they were building something that was going to have a global impact from a local area, you know. And, yeah, I really found that fascinating. And even even with The Excellence Was Expected series of books now, it's like five books, and, you know, every couple of years they re-release it as they up. As he updates it. And the, um, the history of the development of the those early cars, whether it was a 356 or a 550, mm. 718 mm. Spyder, et cetera, you know,
1: the cars were just totally fascinating in the evolution of their theories. That so far ahead of their time. I mean, look at the quad cam motor. I mean, what a brilliant piece of engineering masterpiece that was. You know,
0: Yeah, it was those. probably too far ahead of its time. I think so, yeah. They only built, like, what, 1,300 of them or something Mm. like that. And, you know, I've been on other podcasts as a guest where I consistently get asked what are my top five cars? Money, no object. Yes. And a Carrera speedster is always in the list, you know, and getting it... Michael mentioned the Carrera 2 earlier on the... And that was the quad cam motor, mm. Ernst-Furman motor, mm. that was used in the 550 Spiders. Yes. Yeah. The goal of that engine was always 100 horsepower per litre. Yes. yes.
1: And which was the it, benchmark in those days. Yeah, and it, it
0: took them a long time to get there, mm. which is quite an amazing figure now. You think about it, how far are we from that 60 years? We'll double it. Not well, they're only just getting a double now. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you want an 800 horsepower car, it is a four litre twin turbo motor it's yeah. not a you know there aren't yeah. many other options naturally out. aspirated that, yeah, yeah there's no right. naturally aspirated engines that are punching out <laughs> double that amount in yeah. that amount of time you know yeah, so that's right. I find that quite fascinating in the development of the motor car that even after all these years there are some things we haven't evolved that far on
1: no no fabulous And I mean somebody told me you're at know, 17 hours to do a, a valve time on, on a, a 550 yeah. Carrera mm. motor I mean just shows you the intricacy of them and all shimming this and shimming that. Not a simple turn a turn a nut and tighten a lock nut. <laughs> you yeah, well, and there's like a
0: it's a, a um, shaft driven, not chain driven. Yes. Um, cams. So mm. apparently there's like lash in the um, shafts that Probably as they rotate, they there. impact. You know, and i I've, um, I've got a message out. But hopefully in a future podcast we'll be interviewing somebody who's responsible for doing that to the cars here Wouldn't in Australia. would be nice? Yeah, yeah, so it'd be interesting to hear the... I can't even imagine spending 20-odd hours yes, yes. to
1: do your valve clearances on a sort of four-cylinder motor. Almost three full days of yeah. just working on A-motor, timing it. It's imagine three. what it would have be been like in the early days with like the Ferrari engines that were V12 as it was only like two-litre and stuff, and they all used those bevel-drive... Yeah, or the 917s, flat, you know, flat 12-cylinders. I mean, mind-boggling that you could even conceive something that complex. What Yeah, it's
0: interesting you bring that car up because um, I've got an interesting – I'm sure if you're a Porsche fan and you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. you'd have the 917 um, tome. It's a history of every chassis, 917. Really? And motor, right? Yes. And uh, issued by the uh, Porsche Motor Museum. It's a book It's you could hold the door open with it for monster, right? Fabulous. But um, in there, it talks about the evolution of the 917. And what I found completely fascinating was the drive from the crank occurred from the centre. Okay. Not from one end, which right. we traditionally associate yeah. with yeah. normal combustion engines. From the know. centre. Yeah, from the centre. And so the, the shaft that went to the clutch to the gearbox went under the ballot to the sump to get to the gearbox, right? And um, apparently,, yeah, the clutch is tiny, you know. Yes. And, but, you know, towards the end of the development of those motor cars, we're talking. Twelve hundred horsepower. Yeah, in the seventies.
1: Yeah, now very twitchy.
0: Horrifying.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine that's what it must have been like yeah. in one of those cars? That's astronomical figures, isn't it? The,
0: it's yeah. the, the the greatest hypercars you can buy today. Are those numbers? Yes, that's right. And they were race cars.
1: Mm, wet tracks, nerve. Fifty years ago, or something. I mean, how scary would it be? I'd love to be part of it, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you get the smile off the face. Hey, they are
0: all right-hand drive cars too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so with regards to Bathurst as planned for you, any other events you got forecasted on the on the uh, bucket list or anything like well, that? Well, I'm in
1: the Porsche Club and the VSCC, so I generally we get four VSCC events. Yeah, sure. Albany, Northern. We do uh, the Collier course, and we do So they're, they're,
0: they're traditionally the 356 yeah, events, are 356
1: events, so yep. I only do that with the 356, yep. and then obviously with the Porsche events, we go out there with the G 3s and I've got quite a few colleagues that have top of the range G 3s and they're better drivers, so I'm just finding my own level, um, and all I'm trying to do is get a slightly quicker time, but having a lot of fun doing it.
0: What's your personal best around Wanneroo, Michael?
1: It's only 108, and I think there's. there's what do you got left in you, you think? 105 is what I'm assuming. Really? Yeah, I reckon there's three. You yeah,
0: you're pulling three seconds out I of it? I
1: reckon. Where's that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> big,
0: big right foot, yeah. <laughs> and a stronger left foot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might need to cut some holes underneath the seat there for those big cojones to sit That's in. That's right, the yeah, and pump them up. You th- you, so you think you're pulling three seconds out of your lap time there? I reckon we'll get down there. Yeah. Is that? Do you think that's through rubber, or do you think that's through uh, um,
1: the car? Will developing drive skill me all day, so it's just down to me going faster. Yeah. Interesting. So I've been doing a bit of uh, bit of you know just a lot of track work really, Mark. So I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, there's a couple of seconds there, and I think I can get it one more. And then I'd be very happy what is the considering it's an analog car yeah sure against the guys with all the dual
0: clutch cars all that sort of thing and yeah big motors i accept that and um do you know what the 996 gt3 best time is around Wanneroo? is that is that a conversation that's had amongst uh, not really there's
1: so many well you know who owned the car before you what was capable in those hands um, I don't know. There wasn't much track time at all down the line. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, um, to my knowledge, um, but um, yeah, if you define it down to a nine-nine-six, I mean the, the the quick guys with their cup cars are doing sort of sixty seconds. Yeah, sure, that's it's a different, different kettle teammate. of fish, though. You they know, come that... on a trailer. Yep, that's everywhere right. I go, you drive there. Three-five-six, drive there and drive mm-hmm. home. So, yeah, but. Um, and what's it's a
0: 356 three, still around there? Oh,
1: it's probably another eight seconds. I'm just trying to think. I haven't timed it for for a while. Be probably eight on top of that. How does a 356 time around the track
0: – like, I've done no track time on a 356. Yes. I've got no experience yes. with it, right? Yes. So I'm just out of curiosity. Yes. Compared to Formula V cars.
1: I think Formula Vs would definitely be quicker, yeah. Formula Vs, Formula Fords, I mean, they are... Oh, Formula Fords are different kettle of fish. Sure. Formula Vs, you Formula know. Vs. Yeah, yeah, so... Much, uh, much lighter. Yeah. I mean, mine's about eight... But they are also
0: a lot less powerful as well. Yeah. You know? like You're not limited by your yeah. capacity and things like this. You, no. If you go and put a big ball kit on your car, if you go and, you know, put modern cams mm-hmm. and stuff like that in the car and, and brakes... And would ever
1: beat a little Formula V or something. Yeah, I was just
0: curious, that's great. all. Yeah. Mm.
1: And not that I've compared times. Mark,
0: but cheap, I mean, cheap, cheap, cheap! Uh, of motorsport these days. These days, you know, buying a if you trail a Formula it, V just for track time and not competing, it's a pretty. I cheap I would car. have loved to have
1: had more time, and I'm always trying to get some time out there. You know, just just in any car, really, whether it's the g 3 push that edge, or just to go out because I've learned very quickly with a Formula Ford or a Formula V. If, if you're not pointing in the right direction and you you boot it. Um, uh, it you, you spin so quickly. Yeah, sure. And what a great lesson, you know, because mm-hmm. if you can e- extrapolate that to every other car you drive, sure, you realise yeah. how important it is, you know, breaking mm-hmm. a straight line, obviously, you know, trailing throttles, all those things, which I'm only really learning, Mark, at my, my old age. You know? Sure, sure. But because we're receptive and you're willing to learn and listen to somebody else, it's wonderful.
0: And um. Do you have the opportunity to get someone more experienced in the passenger seat with you to yes, tell yeah, you, no, Michael, yeah. you don't need to break yet?
1: Yeah. Do you have I've those done, conversations? Yeah, I've done, uh, a few events. Yeah, uh, and there's a couple of guys down in, uh, at Wanneroo. You just sit, sit with them. I've given them a drive mm-hmm. so you can observe them. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's the only way. And then you start dissecting every corner, looking at the angle. Yeah, so yeah, the, okay. Like, traditionally, you'd, ideally, you pick one corner and keep... It's okay to Break a little harder, a little later. Um, don't turn so quick. It's Yeah, it's all, that's what I love about the sport. You're know, all analysing it and trying to see how you can do it better. And you've got some driver's aids now that you can record all this stuff and of course. look back and sure. dissect it. Ever had interest to do any uh, rallying? I haven't really, probably because I left my run a bit late, I think. I mean, I'd love to get in a car and... Go sideways around a rally track, for example. Sure. I think that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But never really done much. Yeah, okay. I've, I've always been too worried about my cars, the quality of cars. So you're sure, not going sure. going on dirt roads Yeah, sure. And so what you, you need a Hyundai
0: i20 that's been caged <laughs> up, don't you? To go That's out what and, you need. Yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> out. So if you tip let it let on the side. Can someone put it back on the wheels for me? <laughs> that type of thing. Is that <laughs> what you're looking right. for? Yeah, okay yeah with well, the pit crew what a luxury <laughs> <you know? laughs> i just think about it because for me i've always held the wrc drivers as yeah, the best drivers because so. there's because so many the, un- variables compared to a track
1: you know no what I mean? dispute on that yeah and it's not silverstone that you've done a million times yeah that's right it's this is an yeah, unknown quality. you've done
0: the reconnaissance twice oh, and, and then and something could have happened since yeah, you know
1: and, and you're relying on navigator Telling you the notes and...
0: Oh, your I your don't... But even that, hard, half the time you hear these interviews with these drivers, oh, no, I don't listen to them.
1: You <laughs>
0: yeah. <know? laughs> so, but, yeah, I do find it fascinating, you know, about the whole rallying versus, you know, rally,
1: yeah. Even tarmac rallying yes. versus the... Uh, yeah. And often they don't make the transition. You think a rally driver would be a fabulous Formula well, One. look, Kimi Rokin, he, he hasn't been able to do it, you know. No, that's right. All these heroes... And even motorbikes—you think anyone can ride a motorbike, you know, two wheels and go sideways—could outdrive anyone in a motorcar, but it hasn't followed suit. It's an huh?
0: interesting, interesting so comparison sort of you brought there. Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Where they're what they're driving and how long they've been driving it.
0: Yep, yep. And Unless you look at some of the really old guys like you know Walter Rawl or someone like yeah, that who were just
1: could drive anything. Yeah, show sure, car yeah. upwards.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, right. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to see what. Um, Lewis Hamilton does when he gets the uh, boot from.
1: Yes, Toto. yeah, that'll be a reality check, I guess. But if he if he, these,
0: if he decides to continue in motorsport, of course, you know, yeah, like the guy's probably one zillion dollars, hasn't that's he? Let's right, face that's it. That's right. But yeah, but he does have got, an ego, he have so he may continue, up, it. haven't you? The, mm.
1: the Landos and all these young heroes. Well, it's making the sport
0: exciting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know the and maybe they need to streamline the whole thing, make it less complex. I've I've personally. Well, my biggest concern is that it's no free-to-air, you know. I think that's a travesty, really. Because how do you encourage people like me to go to a Formula One if, if you don't have Fox or you don't want to have Store, and you, you can't see the thing unless it's a delayed telecast? It
0: certainly um, makes you feel like it's a uh, money-focus as opposed to a sport-focus so. outcome, doesn't
1: it? And the complexities of the tyres and all that radio and back and instant engine management, I think they'd, you know, I'd like to see all that go really and keep it very much simpler than what it is now.
0: What do you think about Formula E?
1: <sighs> Have you watched Eddie? I haven't, to be honest, Mark. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've seen a, an E-bike go around uh, the Isle of Man. Yeah, oh which really? Which a pretty awesome experience. All sure. you hear is wind noise. Yeah, yeah. And it was only good for one lap, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. That's yeah, usually I mean, enough, though. Let's face oh, it, and 130 miles an hour. Yeah, you try, yeah. <laughs> it's just an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, being old school. Uh, I mean, how do you buy a car mag these days if you're not interested in e-cars? I mean, I.
0: Yeah, look, it's an interesting point you bring up. I, hmm. I don't confuse Formula E with driving. Okay. Myself, you know, like I. What I re- I'll tell you what I really like about Formula E is to impact the sport. They've done a few things that, hang on, firstly, this podcast is not f- sponsored by Formula E. These are my opinions only. Okay. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. I, really like, I really like how Formula E focuses on only street circuits. Yes. I love that. You yes. know, I love that someone can walk up to in somewhere in a town and watch top-level racing. Yeah. not paying to go into yeah. an event right yeah uh, that appeals to me a lot
1: so is that what they're doing
0: with it is here formula is only street stri- circuits there's no track circuits okay um the power outputs of all cars are managed by race control okay is that Right. yeah so they've got this thing which is a little bit gimmicky i accept that but it's only gimmicky because of how we do it today. If there was a comparable thing in the past, we, we would have, it would have appealed to us, right? And that okay. is, using a phone app, you can support your favorite driver. The driver with the most votes can get like 350 horsepower DRS type things that race control give them once the app results come in. So
1: based on the, the voting, yes. you can get more power. You get more
0: power out of your car for the event, okay?
1: Okay, that's a, an interesting philosophy.
0: It is, it? you know, and like, you know, if you're a big fan of, say, Sterling Moss and you could yes. give him 50 more horsepower because you loved him, yeah, you'd love to. you do it. Oh, of course you would, you know. Happy. The fact it happens on a phone is a little bit distracting sure. from the whole thing in the process of it, but the reality of mm. it as a racing car enthusiast, yeah, you know. yeah, There's also a really fascinating aspect that is relevant to modern technology, and that is gaming okay you can watch a formula e event through your gaming console yes and compete in that event as a ghost driver and you're competing against just can't see tray. where they are at that moment in time during that race thank you
1: champ
0: yeah and as a kid if you're a gamer that type of thing these are great ideas to get young people into the, yeah. the motorsport. Yeah. Now, whether it, the fact it doesn't have a motor, yeah. to me, doesn't really change – oh, sorry, internal combustion motor yes. – doesn't really change these methods to attract people to the sport. Yeah. Everything I've said so far, I think, are great tools to get people to the sport.
1: Mm. And like, there's a definite correlation between someone that's quick on a game and then goes to that track. I've seen it. I've seen it at Nürburgring where they've invited people that were very good playing the... The, the simulators. The simulators, and guess what? They're pretty damn handy on the track too, you know? Yeah, well, they had limited that... Limited uh,
0: track experience. They had that um, Carrera Cup kid. Who was... I someone will tell me in the comments below. Okay. Um, the... Who was a lap record holder in, on simulator. Never... Didn't have his licence. Crazy. They got him in a Carrera Cup car Yeah, Came second in his first race
1: Oh that's just Well that says it all really doesn't it
0: Well, well what it actually says to me Is track Knowledge Clearly has Supreme. A large amount of impact yeah. compa- If everyone's yeah. in similar powered cars And let's yeah. face it In Carrera Cup everyone has very similar powered cars Sure sure there's suspension set up yes. and all that sort of stuff i, I completely yeah. appreciate that yeah. they've got some flexibility to work there but the reality is yeah. if they're in those um types of cars yes that everyone's very similar power yeah. that track knowledge clearly like this mm. guy's probably done 600 laps of that Bit circuit whereas, whereas mm. you talk to someone who's a self-funded racer
1: they've done 30 laps because That's it costs right. them. Six hundred dollars yeah. a lap, yeah. or whatever
0: it does, to have the people there and right. get the car there and, and all you those could sorts refine things.
1: Refine it so much, looking at your times, looking at your exit the points, th- degree. entry speed. You could just tweak it, you know.
0: And I have had a go in a simulator, a, a, a very expensive simulator that the whole thing moves and all yes. this sort of stuff. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: I struggle to associate it with. A driving experience. That's me, right? Brake
1: pedal doesn't feel right
0: for a start, does it? I mean, oh look, the car I was using on the simulator, I didn't know what a brake pedal was supposed to feel like in. (laughs) Okay, it was it was a nine eighteen, no, maybe nine oh nine. What what's the Le Mans car called that Porsche had? Oh, LM. Yeah, the LM car. Yeah. P one or something. Yeah, yeah. But what was the? (coughs) Oh, anyway, whatever the model was. So top of the it? Yeah, the Le Mans Le winning Mon, car. Yeah, right? awesome. Yeah. I didn't know what the brake pedal was supposed to feel like, so I don't yeah. know if it was yeah. the feel was good or bad, you know. But it was programmable as well. Yes. Okay. And, um, yeah, I couldn't associate what I was feeling and track. And in all reality, the biggest problem I had was a sensation of speed. In a car, yeah. it's, I, I can feel it. But yeah. on on a simulator or in a game... How fast things are moving by, knowing we're not got a break and things like that, I found quite challenging.
1: That's right. You got to keep looking at the speedo to see what's.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do. That's right. Whereas in a car, you're not yeah. looking at speed. You look at how yeah. fast things are going by your window.
1: Mm. It's me, anyway. It was funny. I went down to uh, one of the places where they got the simulators. And yeah, sure. I was with a mate, and he said, uh, "What are we going to do?" He said, well, "Let's do bathurst." What are we having? We'll have have a G3 of course mm-hmm. um, and we get on there and I've got no idea what. how many you times you're pregnant time. well I had a big big wipeout, <laughs> and then I'm back on the track and I come flying over this hill and I T-bone my mate and I hear him screaming for god sake, what happened there and I, I've got back on the wrong way and, and, and you're I, driving back the I other I hill I T-bone you? <laughs> him over the hill he didn't have a chance you know? classic <laughs> Lexi classic so okay.
0: You got any um, any future um, Porsche purchases in mind, Michael?
1: No, you Or are no you done? Yeah, no, I'm done, Mark. Yeah, I'm absolutely done. Well, this week done. anyway. <laughs> no, I'd like an old vintage bike, but not to ride because I'm too scared to ride. My mates in Adelaide used to have a lot of the old Ducatis and... I empathise. And, and Velocettes and Max Nortons and stuff. Sure. So I'd like to have maybe a little bike just sitting there. But, uh, yeah, in terms of, I think I've got the good formula for me, Mark. Yeah, good to hear. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. a quick water-cooled and, and a historic air-cooled and both of them get lots of work, so. How do, how do you go
0: with the um, adjustment in your head going from one to the other?
1: It's chalk and cheese, really, and, and once you get in there, You know exactly what you're driving. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when you've got to drive something three times as much horsepower, uh, it was certainly an adaptation to But probably, oh,
0: it wouldn't be. I was about to say double the weight. It wouldn't be double, but it'd definitely be at least 50% more weight as well. Uh, Yeah. You're talking, I don't know, eight. I don't know, I don't know, what a GT,
1: to fifteen hundred. so yeah. Oh, does 3 weigh that much, does it? Yeah, all loading up with fuel and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. okay, I'll, yeah, yeah. I would have guessed twelve fifty three
1: thirteen hundred. 53, 1300, I wouldn't surprise it's half, yeah. one mm. half, yeah, okay. Because it's got all the adjustable suspension yeah, of and course
0: stuff, it. so, mm-hmm. and, uh. And the, um, are there any future modifications planned for either car?
1: None at all, no.
0: The three, five, six is GT3 stock?
1: sorted because, of course, we both got our yep. engines rebuilt with Corolla rods and stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't do a thing. I mean, I had to replace the discs on the front on the GT3 guy, you talk about, just wear and tear. And I said, should I go slotted? He said, no, Michael, you go exactly what the 996 had because the Porsche know everything, and you don't, you know, you don't need to change a thing. So, and let's face it. This is Richard. Uh, this is Andy. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, for sure. the GT3. Yep. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. The um, so so I the GT3 is ca- pretty
1: stock, is it? Absolutely stock.
0: And Fascinating. 40, yeah. Forty-eight
1: thousand kilometres. So two double O three. So obviously mm-hmm. low mileage. Yep. And just, I mean, when my tuning guy was round Wanneroo, that's John Herney, I gave him a drive. And he said, "I love this car." He said, the, this gearbox, the way it drives is just wonderful. And that's nice for someone who's not really a Porsche man. Yeah, sure. He's driven a lot sure. of cars. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah, you think, well, thank you for that.
0: Yeah, well, I've never heard anyone getting out of a GT3,
1: any series, saying, oh, yeah, it's terrible. Mm. Well, I just saw the Targa West, some highlights, I'm probably the most recent one. And all the gd 3s in there, I saw three or four that were very competitive. They're all 996s, ironically. Sure. You know, you think you'd go a later model with more power. Oh look,
0: they went through a period of affordability, though. Yeah. Well, they've since bounced yes. significantly. Yes. You know, like in all reality today, I'm a price follower because I've been in the market you know, recently. The market, yeah, you know. that's right. And. Firstly, nine sixes just don't come up anymore.
1: Yeah. Everyone's GT3s got them, just, keeping them, right?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, when I say, I'm talking GT3s here, 996 GT3s. Yeah. There's, One day. There's half a dozen yep. 997 GT3s yep. for sale at any yep. moment in time. Yeah. But 996s, forget it. They just change hands like that. That's, and that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and mm. most of them change hands without going to market. Yeah. And in all reality... If one isn't selling off market, they're more expensive than 997s anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's right. You're talking 997 money for a 996. And this is certainly no criticism of your car or that Geachner car, right? But
0: traditionally, Porsche don't make a worse car than the previous one. No question. So a 997 GT3, you'd have to make the assumption, is a better car than a 996. More power, more
1: driver's aids.
0: Lot more sophisticated, or, or whatever's needed to make the car go
1: faster, exactly. Right? Mark, yeah, and
0: they're still Mezger motors, yes. You know, yeah. what you know, 997, even the series 2 cars,
1: yeah,
0: they're, they're incredibly robust, yeah, motor cars, yeah. Sure, 991 GT3s came with their fragile motors that Porsche remedied, right? Okay, but sixes and sevens, they just yeah, I just don't understand why the Sixes are so expensive. Mm. In, all, in all fairness, yeah, I've only probably driven two nine nine six GT 3s in my life. Yes, and one nine nine seven. You know, so yeah. I don't have experience in the cars like sure. you know regular sure um, you know people that are in this space doing what I'm doing mm. right now. Typically, get more experience in. But the um, yeah, I'm just really surprised, and I'm, I'm quite fascinated to get behind the wheel of a new. 992 GT3 to find out. I'm sure give the loving hype's a real yeah you know. these are big
1: cars, you know it's getting so big and wide my Went when a cruise on the weekend uh, with Edward and uh, yeah, we just there was a brand new Carrera there, and it was
0: huge. Well, you know? look, I actually think
1: 9 are big cars, yeah. you know yeah. You don't
0: have a lot of room to move in the lane, no. And that's how I see it. you know, that's yeah. my metric that well, I judge by yeah. The road's this wide in your lane if you want to keep it, because you know, when you go around a bend, you've got to be conscious of what's going the other way. Of course you do. If you don't have much room to move in the lane, everything's relying on the mechanical mm. grip that the car comes with, not the line
1: you're taking. You're right. And even down to parking it somewhere, you know. <laughs> Hopefully you don't go shopping in it, but I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a just trying to maneuver it around, and yeah. If,
0: on the, On that
1: point, what could be better than life? than
0: you having a GT3 that you can go shopping in.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the visibility's pretty abysmal with yeah. the spoiler and stuff. Oh no,
0: look, in, but, all, in all fairness though, yeah. a comparable car, what are you gonna buy, a Hurricane? Yeah. Lamborghini? What do you think yeah. the visibility's like in that? That's right, exactly.
1: Or and, an AMG GT you, or? You wouldn't drive it anywhere. You'd be scared it would break and leave you on the side of the road. Yeah, look, um, I'd, I'd be more concerned about what people think of me when I get out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason I dress mine up a little because I do track work anyway. But I just think psychologically, someone would be less inclined to look at the guy kind of he's a wanker, you know, because he's got some he's got tow hooks and he's got this and that. Sure. So he drives it. Yeah, yeah. As sure. opposed to the uh, the brand new Porsche that
0: it, it's someone intu- wants. To, w- we had it? an interesting discussion at work today about this about the um, the buyer of a Porsche the person that's chasing the prestige associated with a badge compared to the person that's chasing the automotive experience as an enthusiast. And you know yourself, you've dealt with both sides of this discussion. Sure, Both Michael and I are members of the Porsche Club of WA, so generally, nearly everyone in the Porsche Club of WA
1: are enthusiasts. They're not brand chasers. That's right. They're either social, they love to do social runs, some do tracks. Yep, exactly. Some do both. But
0: they love the car for what, not what the car represents as a status symbol, but what the Mm. car represents as a tool for providing enjoyment. Definitely, Mark. And um, this person I spoke to today was quite a bit older than me. And he said, it's interesting to say that, Mark, because today, just for... Clarity, this guy owns a 992, okay? So, latest model, Carrera S, lovely car, white. Mm -hmm. First one I'd seen in white, right? Yes. Um, He said to me, in the 80s, you bought a G-series car, three litre. It was a dentist's car or a stockbroker's car.
1: Really? That's who bought them?
0: Correct. All right. Today, he seemed to think whoever's buying the latest automatically branded as the brand chasers, the people looking for the prestige associated with the brand, not necessarily enthusiasts. Yeah. Now, I've got a good relationship with the people from Porsche Centre Perth. Sure. And from what I hear from them, it's definitely otherwise. There are a lot more people buying these cars because they're great driving cars as opposed to... Being The latest and greatest In this day and age People Mm. And this is no disrespect To people who buy The cars I'm about to mention But Lambos Ferraris And McLarens Tend to hold more prestige As a Product of Demonstrating your wealth Yes Okay Definitely So the Porsche cars They say Have been really Sure they don't get the attention They May necessarily deserve Out there But That's what They've told me, you know. Mm. And when I see the cars though out on the road, like there aren't a lot of 992s that I see on the road mm. as a general rule. They just don't seem to, they're not driving enthusiasts. They don't look like driving enthusiasts when they're driving the car, you know. Yes. And that could partly be because, you know, simple things, the cars don't come in manual. Yeah. yeah. Could be. I don't know, it you know. Could be. Even though after driving PDK cars, the PDKs are amazing, extremely
1: efficient. Oh man,
0: just no when you're smacking it. through those gears in yeah. a PDK car, it's incredibly I mean, rewarding. If you want a you quick know,
1: time around the track, you've got to get a PDK. But really. even
0: if you want excitement in the hills, Michael, yes. you know, you yeah. s- if you're whacking and that paddle.
1: changed and everything else, it's, it's incredible,
0: wonderful. Right? Mm. Yeah, so it's a big difference to what the Tiptronic cars were oh, up until the generation that's right. one nine nine seven. I'm going off memory here. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Sure. The um,
0: the but the cars themselves, you know, and the PDK cars, like I did a video review on that nine eight seven the Spider that a member of the club
1: had. Okay.
0: I can't remember being that excited about driving, driving an automatic car. Yeah. You know, it was just so invigorating. Yeah. And how f- and like now they're better.
1: You're talking twin sequentials and yeah, all that know. sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just milliseconds. Yeah,
0: as soon as you just smack that lever, right? It's just yeah, woof, woof, yeah. Woof, you know. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's the same year your um, AMG.
1: Yeah,
0: it's an. Yeah. That'd be a dual That's clutch. Right. Car, you can't
1: drive that car uh, manually. That
0: no, wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be possible. Would it? mode,
1: no, it's all over. It's the quickest time. Yep, and it's mm. um down changes. It's just wonderful, really.
0: Which Sort of contradicts myself on the whole manual, the 992 doesn't well, come to manual. Yeah, you know that's about? we're old I, I don't and know, we've done. you know,
1: it's uh, yeah. I do like the third pedal, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, those but it two. might be because I'm getting old too. Well, that's just what we know, really, Mark. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that skill, you know. Yeah, look like, at but uh. It's going to be interesting
0: to see whether people
1: consider that a skill in the future, isn't well, it? Well, one day it'll be gone. I mean, the manuals are, you know, destined to, to go at some stage. But well, they're uh, still
0: cranking the things out. Like yeah, could, that's
1: right. Go man. out and order a
0: brand-new uh, 992 yeah. GT32. Porsche learned a long
1: time ago, you know, the public dictate what they're going to buy, you know. We've got a brand-new 928, 911s are obsolete, well... No, it ain't <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words, that one A long time ago too Yeah, of course mm. Yeah, it was
0: Alright mm. then, well I um, really appreciate you taking the time to chat to me it's My pleasure, been, Mark. It's been an interesting chat, chat. Yeah. yeah, always good <laughs> Yep, and um, look
1: forward to seeing you out on the track sometime in the near future For sure Thanks very much, yeah. mate No, pleasure, Mark Thank you Thank you